You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that asks that if you need to scream during the show, please scream inside of your heart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Cody, and I'm I'm always screaming inside (laughs) of my heart. I'm Sam, and I'm always screaming externally. (laughs) And I'm Sam, and I'm just screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you all for tuning in this week. We have a great show for you, a bunch of news we're going to go over. But first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. Check it out! (laughs) (laughs) You know, we had talked about the soundboard before we started recording, but it still surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> I will never not be enthused and excited for this for this soundboard. So, uh, so yeah, let's talk about some things we've been uh, we've been doing this past week. All righty, then. <clears throat> oh, righty, then. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. All right, so um, I'll tell you what, I'll do my couple real quick. First one is um, I got myself caught up on the TV series The Doom Patrol. It is a show that originated on the DC Universe app. <laughs> the beloved DC the, the, Universe. The soon-to-be-defunct <laughs> uh, DC Universe yeah. app that the show uh, in the last couple episodes openly mocked. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the new season is on HBO Max and I was able to, you know, pull the last couple episodes from that. I got totally caught up. It is wonderfully weird. It is extremely vulgar. And there is horrible things like sights and sounds. And every other word out of Brendan Fraser's mouth is the F word. It is. <laughs> and it is convoluted and strange. I love it. And I cannot recommend it to anyone I know because well with the exception of maybe you guys otherwise it is because I think all those things you said sound awesome yeah I mean it is it is okay so the whole deal with the Doom Patrol the the Cliff Notes version it is kind of DC's X-Men kinda in fact they debuted before the X-Men so in a lot of ways X-Men are kind of ripping off the Doom Patrol which is weird Um, they are heroes kind of more like just general metahumans that their powers are also like deformities almost. Uh, you have uh, Cliff Steele, who is a go- a brain inside a, a robot body, basically a big copper body voiced by Brendan Fraser. <laughs> you have uh, the negative man who is who was horribly burned as a test pilot and emits radiation that he has to keep himself wrapped up like a mummy and can shoot like an energy being out of his chest. And Rita Farr, who is Elastigirl, who is a who was an actress from the 1930s and 40s, who can kind of stretch her limbs, but more often than not, just gets kind of weepy and then turns into a blob. (laughs) The whole point of the series is they are not heroes. They suck. Everything they do is wrong and bad. And they (laughs) they actively make situations worse (laughs) but they are there to protect the world from the weirdest wildest villains and concepts some of these things are just so out there concept wise 
I was telling you guys before the show, in episode two, half the team gets stuck inside a donkey that is also a portal to an alternate dimension. The that's... donkey's throat looks like a keyhole, and that's how they got in. <laughs> There's an episode where they're hunted by a guy who can track anyone anywhere on Earth or in the known universe if he consumes their beard hair. There is a whole episode devoted to a weird cult about a giant eyeball in the sky that demakes the universe by looking at it. And the way they combat it is by traveling through time and creating their own fake cult about an eyeball that will pop up when the other eyeball also pops up and starts remaking things. This all sounds very good. It's <laughs> it's wonderful and wacky and there's a but it's not just the wackiness, it's not just the off-ball weird stuff. It actually gets really deep into the characters' backstories and you find out that yeah, they may be kind of monsters and kind of it's like the team of things, like the thing from the Fantastic yeah. Four if all of the members of the team were the, were kind of like the thing. But as it turns out, they were all basically horrible monster people well before they they received their powers. They're all messed up. And there's, I don't think I like a single character on the show. <laughs> they're all morally reprehensible. They're, they're awful people. They're terrible, awful people. But I keep watching it. <laughs> it kind of sounds like Amazon's The Tick if it was unhinged. <laughs> yes. Actually quite yeah that's that's about that sounds about right uh the show is grounded be, uh by uh the one actual superhero on the team uh cyborg he keeps making mentions about trying to get into the justice league and how he was basically a hero on his own who needed some help with some with his cybernetics and the chief the guy who's in charge of the doom patrol played by timothy dalton goes missing also alan tudyk is there and his he has uh, reality-altering abilities, including one of my favorite abilities in comics, the knowledge that you are a fictional character. So he is not only the villain of the series, he is also the narrator and directly addresses <laughs> the audience multiple times. Um, Man, he's a busy dude. He is. Well, he uh, the character, the voice and persona that he puts on for the his character, Mister Nobody, is basically the Joker from Harley Quinn, but not pitched up. Ah, but it's basic. It's that same same kind of act. Also, there is a cockroach that keeps trying to foretell the end of the world, and he's voiced by Booger from <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> This show is weird. Season two involves the chief's daughter, who is a little girl, is an immortal little girl with a face of a monkey that can make her imaginary friends come to life. Wow. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. And they (laughs) dropped that on you in five minutes into episode one of season two. (laughs) They just start throwing things and it is... It is difficult. I mean, it's not difficult to follow because they also kind of lay it out and they kind of lay it on kind of thick. It has a bit of the melodrama, the bit of the DC melodrama, but they're able to get away with a lot more (laughs) because it's not on any uh, broadcast television station. And unlike Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol is not going to be on a TV station. There are things that even uh, syndication or whatever other stations 
this isn't going to show up at 11 o'clock <laughs> on Sci-Fi Channel. Speaking of Harley Quinn, we yes. we did just finish it the other day. Oh, uh, the second season. The second season. I haven't I haven't uh, dug too deep into it. Is it good? Oh yeah, it, it holds up that same quality that all the other ones did. It's good. still a very very good show. Excellent. I really hope it gets a season three. I'm not holding my breath. Well, yeah. I well, I didn't think it was going to get a season two, and it did. So yeah, it kind of it. Yeah, I also thought it was going to uh, get chopped because of the whole DC Universe app thing debacle. And who knows? Maybe HBO Max will pick it up. I hope oh, they pick it cool. up. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Even if they don't make new ones, more people need to see the show because it's really good. <laughs> well, the the thing is, I don't see any merchandising or anything around that show. That's and true. I mean, you also don't see any around Doom Patrol, really, but that is such a niche kind of thing that it can kind of screw by it. Plus, there's only nine episodes in season two of that <laughs> one. But uh, yeah, you would think that Harley Quinn, you would think they would have like action figures or at least the high articulation collector's figure yeah. <laughs> or a fun co-pop or a fun or a fun co-pop I, yes. i'd buy a, a a clay face action figure yes <laughs> also voiced by alan tudyk yeah. right yeah oh, he does he does clay face and the joker is that that's probably it danger boat on the tick <laughs> <laughs> he was danger boat that's right yeah <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really have anything else to say about Harley Quinn because it would be spoilers. Okay, like, well then, a, yeah. It does a lot narratively in that last season oh, that yeah. is, I, I don't know if surprising is the word, but it's it does things. Well, they left season one in such a weird spot at the end of it that they needed, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they went some crazy places. Yeah, they do. That's it, awesome. It's worth watching that second season. That is awesome. Yeah, I will. Uh, I might have to dig that one up and, uh, you know, watch that. Okay, so uh, the other thing I checked out this week, I uh, have been playing more Animal Crossing and they had that big, uh, big new patch. Yeah, come out. I've been playing that yeah, too. We all have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, swimming is so much fun in that game now. It is. Right? It's not like a lot, but it's enough that it's fun. <laughs> it's fun and it's fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Some just another thing to collect, but that's you know that's what you're there for. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I I am enjoying it quite a bit. I have not had the pirate Gulliver show up yet. I haven't either. I had yeah. regular yeah. Gulliver. I did too, come, and I just don't talk to him anymore. Oh really? No, I don't want to dig up a bunch of <laughs> chips. I don't. Yeah. Do, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but if you dig them up and then you not use them, give them to him. You can save them and then build a giant robot out of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's where you get the rusted chips. Game hacks. Yeah. <laughs> Getting some sweet game tips. I actually had uh, Red show up on my island for the first time in over a month, and all four of the uh, things were fakes <laughs> today. So I wasn't able to actually do anything with it. I bought a fake Rosetta Stone the other day. I'm like, you know what? On second thought, that's very blue. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got the fake Vitruvian Man because it's a coffee stain. It's just yeah. a coffee stain on it, and that would be cool in my fake digital house. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, still still at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad they're doing this update over time thing instead of just me dumping too. all the features at once. It keeps it interesting. It keeps me playing the game instead of getting tired of it. Mm-hmm. Same here, and I hope, 
I hope we don't have any paid DLC anytime soon. I hope it's all quality of life free update. I think if they do, it won't be for like a year. Yeah, it that makes sense. Yeah, it won't be until like they've made the money off of the cartridge itself. Like no, that of makes situation. that makes sense. That makes sense. Also, I realized today that uh, the two characters, Harvey and Pascal, that the Pascal, the otter that they just added in for diving, look like Cheech and Chong. Oh, my God, they do. Yeah, <laughs> they are exactly Cheech and Chong. <laughs> and I did some digging. Turns out they're modeled after Cheech and Chong. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, and the game is laid back as Animal Crossing. Makes yeah, sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> No, there are there are quite a few kind of sly allusions to things in that game. It's not just all shiny happy for children. I mean, it's mostly <laughs> yeah. all shiny happy for children. But I think Harvey's got a creepy vibe. Harvey? Harvey's got a creepy vibe. Well, they did introduce him in that update on New Leaf where he just lived out of his van. Yeah. <laughs> and now he has an island where you can make people pose for pictures on it. Well, it's weird. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah, I suppose. But I'm glad they in, they kept the character in there. Yeah, because he's he's fine. He's funny. You gotta have a you know a little bit of a cre- of a creepy vibe showing up every once in a while. Oh Keep yeah, it interesting. Oh yeah, get Zipper T Bunny in there. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> who is is purposely creepy? Oh, it's, they absolutely made the Easter Bunny creepy for the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he looks exactly like that Silent Hill mascot bunny. Mm-hmm. He does. <laughs> Have you had to chase down the giant isopod? Giant isopod. Underwater. No, I haven't. It runs away from you, and it is crazy hard to catch it. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. I've been uh, I've been keeping up with my uh, collections and stuff. I have a couple of bugs left to get before I'm kind of caught up. I actually have an app on my phone that you can go through and kind of check off. It's like a big checklist kind of thing. And it's been really helpful, especially with, uh, it has a bells, uh, turnip tracker on it. So I can kind of, uh, predict when it's going, when the stock market is going to be uh, super the, high or the whatever. Stalk the stalk market. Sow Jones stalk market where you have sell your turnips. Oh, I gotta, I gotta uh, offload my turnips. Oh, yeah. You don't want to end up with a bunch of rotten yeah. turnips. After today, they do, the prices aren't good, isn't it? Uh, it Thursday evening is the, usually the cutoff. Friday, Saturday, unless it's a fluctuating week. it's Yeah, I got I to sell my turnips when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys have anything, any other checkums? Uh, do you want to talk about Unsolved Mysteries a little bit? I know we did last week, but we <laughs> actually finished the series this week. Which we burnt through all, there's only six episodes, and we burnt through them in probably a week, mm-hmm. maybe less than a week. Yeah. It's so good. It is just really, really good. They picked really intriguing mysteries that I had not heard before, and I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts, so I've heard most <laughs> of the story. But these were unique and bizarre ones. And maybe kind of solvable, or at least get be able to get some, you know, clues or yeah. And they've already been getting tips. Oh, really? Yeah, credible tips for some of the. They of course haven't said what those are, but I I saw a blurb I think on the Nerdist or something that they're already. No, it was Vice. It was mm-hmm. on Vice that they're already getting credible tips from the show, which is cool. Oh, that's fantastic! 
Now, they didn't put any, like, alien abduction or anything like that there's, into the season, There's right? one uh, UFO episode. Oh, there is. Okay. And it was a good one. Like, I, I can't say any of the episodes were weak. Yeah. They were all really interesting. How much do you miss Robert Stack, though? Oh, a lot. I mean, his narration, that's why That's why there's not a narrator now in the oh, new one. Yeah. Because you can't top Robert Stack. They I were mean, abducted by UFO. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> one of the really good ones was the guy, a guy disappeared. He got a phone call. Somebody heard him get a phone call and then he ran out of the house and then he disappeared for like seven days. And then they're looking around for him on top of a parking garage and they notice, oh, there's a hole in the roof in that building over there and that hotel over there. And there's flip flops by the hole. So yeah, and then flip flops by the hole. So they go over to the hotel, they go where the hole is, there he is, he'd fall somehow fallen through the roof and died and had been laying in that unused room in that hotel for like a week. Whoa! And they don't know how he got because there. Because the way the hotel's laid out, it's impossible to yeah. jump. The hotel was like a U shape and this mm-hmm. roof was in the middle. Oh, that's weird. Like too far for him to jump unless he got a real good running start off of it <laughs> and he was in flip-flops yeah yeah oh then he's not yeah his he's cell not phone get a good or his glasses weren't broken whoa really yeah oh that's weird that's his, really weird his body was like tore up Jeez. his glasses and his phone were fine now to be fair they used to make cell phones a lot <laughs> different than they do now oh yeah he had one of those nokia beasts you could throw it off a roof oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was probably one of my more favorite episodes. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, so weird. That is, that is very weird. Yeah, it's just like wow. a force picked him up and dropped him somewhere else. He's like a shady business partner. Yeah, that... his, the guy he works for won't talk about it, mm-hmm. and like he like put a gag order on all the employees. Really, huh. and and tried to sue Netflix before the episode came out. Oh wow. So, yeah, there's something weird there's something, going on there. Yeah, there's something going on there. Wow. Jeez. But, yeah, I <laughs> seal of approval on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? Seal of approval on Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be the real seal. Oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, nope, no. It's, it's the Jerry seal from now on. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you want to talk about those couple episodes of Close Enough? We probably should. Uh, it just came out today. Uh, Close Enough is the new anime, adult animated comedy by the guy that did Regular Show. Okay. A, a children's animated comedy. And like I said, we've only watched one and a half episodes. They're like 11 minute, two episodes put together like a kid's cartoon. Mm-hmm. But it is very funny and almost too relatable. Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's a thirty something couple and their and their kid just living their life with a divorced couple. Yeah, to save money so they can put her in a the better school district. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but there's one episode we watched where uh, the their kid is doing a sleepover at another kid's house, so they're free for the evening for the mm-hmm. first time in forever. And it's about getting old. (laughs) And it was incredibly relatable. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) 
they like are both on the couch in Snuggies watching British Bake Off on TV. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh that no. Is, that is incredibly relatable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But then their roommates tell them, you know, you got your, you got the whole night off and this is what you're going to do. And they go out to a club. <laughs> <laughs> they get in the car and the guys, I got my mix CD. I hope you guys like listening to Weezer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh my yeah, gosh. You need to watch it. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch this one. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, it's not afraid of getting just as surreal as like regular show did. Oh, good. And the main voice actor is just J.G. Quintel again. Oh, it so, is. You know. Yeah. It's it's adult regular show and that's fine. And that's fine. Regular show was almost adult regular show. Yeah. <laughs> From a certain point of view, oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. He, w- he was really, like, dialing it back for regular show, and it's nice to see him get a- get more freedom to do yeah. what he wants. It's not like he goes ridiculous, though, either. It's- yeah. Yeah, it's not, There's- like, super vulgar. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, just the episode about getting old is just like, oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so first they're like, we can do some errands. <laughs> like, doing laundry and putting gas in the car. <laughs> like... Uh, it, yeah, it's really good so far, but HBO Max, for some reason, it keeps getting out of sync with the audio and it's video. It's weird. On it. Really? And I, I never had that happen. Yeah, huh. I looked it up on Reddit, and apparently we're not the only ones that's really? happening to, but it, it's really annoying. Wow, and that's they, weird. I hope they fix it soon, because I don't know how many more episodes no. I can watch without the audio With the desync right. and yeah. everything. Yeah, weird. Very weird. Talk about that movie we watched. What movie? The that I mostly slept through. Yeah, you fell asleep <laughs> through it. Speaking of I being old, I, I think I probably, I think I fell asleep for a little bit too. But it was still like what I saw of it was good. It was called Ghost Stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a anthology? anthology. Yeah, it was an anthology horror movie, a British anthology horror movie. Which there's a lot of those. Yeah, there's but, a few. Yeah. But this one had a cool connecting story. About uh, like a guy that debunks paranormal stuff going around like his this guy he looked up to that did the same thing who disappeared gets a hold of him and says, these are the three cases I couldn't figure out. Oh, you you figure them out so I can be at peace. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's that's cool. And then that's the connecting tissue for all three of the different stories, which. Some of them were better than others, but <laughs> well, that's usually how it goes with these uh, anthology, oh, yeah. yeah, things. But they were all like pretty creepy and well done. And had Martin Freeman in it. Yeah, Martin Freeman was in it. Oh, cool, cool. Like him, he's all right. I watched a couple episodes of Friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, I I didn't watch a whole lot of Friends when it was actually airing. In fact, the only episode that I watched on television as it aired was the final episode of (laughs) friends but i watched a couple episodes of season two and boy i don't like ross oh Oh, no he's He's the worst he is the whole well the ross and rachel thing sucks but (laughs) it's definitely more ross than anything right oh yeah and it's and it's it's not just us being in a kind of a different time period where the stuff that they were able to get away with on that was like, oh, we're just being cute and being we're just being guys. 
now comes off bad, right? It's it's not that. It's just that Ross sucks, right? It's probably a little of a little, little both. Okay, like the only ones that I actually give a hoot, and I'm I'm self censoring. <laughs> I give a hoot about Joey and Phoebe, and they're like the ones that get the least amount of anything. Yeah, we were looking at a friend's T-shirt at the at a store the other day, and I'm like. Who is your favorite friend? And what, what did you say? I said the sarcastic one. <laughs> yeah, you said the sarcastic man. And I'm like, I was also always partial to weird girl. Because <laughs> I, I did watch it a lot in syndication when it was mm-hmm. like on Fox, like oh, yeah. the same time. I didn't but, have like, cable for a long time. So that's why what I watched. And it was on like the same time around like between Simpsons. Yeah. And I was going to say, yeah, it, it, it came on. It was like what led into Simpsons yep. during the week. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Good enough, I guess. Yeah. I'm not getting up. <laughs> and I remember when it was like must see TV on mm-hmm. what NBC and like my mom watching it. <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I don't relate to any of their problems being 30 something, the same age group <laughs> that they are now, yeah. that us now what they were then. I don't relate to a single, a oh, single no. thing, no. not no. even a little bit, even when they tried tackling one of the more serious things where three of the friends don't make a whole lot of money and three of the friends are kind of loaded and they try to do something with it, but it just came off really hollow. <laughs> And it involved Hootie and the Blowfish, but they didn't actually appear on the show. <laughs> Which you'd think if you're going to talk about, you know, a real life celebrity. Yeah, you would get them on the show. But no, you just saw them sitting in a bad set looking at the stage while the licensed live show of Hootie and the Blowfish played in the background. <laughs> while rich friends enjoyed it. I don't understand the resurgence. Like, why there is t-shirts. And, like, I get that it's a nostalgia thing, but it was never good. It's a nostalgia (laughs) thing, and I think it's easy to watch. I think it's that predictable. And I think it's comforting. It's it's super comforting. It's what The Office was. It's what Big Bang Theory is going to be in about five years. Once it's been off the air for a while and it gets a big, big, huge resurgence, you're going to see Big Bang Theory stuff pop up quite a bit bazinga oh boy <laughs> but i remember i was never like a big fan yeah. i would just watch it if it was on like i wouldn't even do that like <laughs> i said i watched the final episode because i watched the final episode it was sophomore year of high school i remember this because i was badgered into watching it because everyone in my art class watched friends and i didn't want to i wanted yeah, to be able to yeah, join in the conversation so i was like <laughs> Okay, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> Here's a wacky one driving a taxi cab, and I guess that's funny. Why doesn't the Ro- the Ross friend eat the other one? He's clearly <laughs> the largest one. He's clearly the largest of the friends. <laughs> what is that? What's that it's from? from Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was the same way about the Seinfeld finale. I didn't watch Seinfeld when it was on TV because I was young. T- 12 yeah but i did I watch it i did watch the finale oh i watched the the cheers finale i think i was real young then <laughs> but yeah same with seinfeld same with the only time i only have recently watched Sein- like when it showed up on hulu for the mm. first time that's when i watched the majority of the seinfeld i know of 
I could loop this back around. Seinfeld, the final episode where they're being they're on trial and their lawyer is like the Johnny Cochran talk talk fast guy. That is Cyborg's dad in Doom Patrol. <laughs> and with that, let's take a break and we'll come back and talk about some news. Play the the Seinfeld music as you go out. <laughs> like listening to Weezer because that's what we played. It was Buddy Holly. We are all in our mid-30s so of course (laughs) we played some Weezer. (laughs) That blue album. Yep. It's well one of the best. Still one of the best. Yeah. It is. (laughs) You know the more album growing up I loved Weezer. I think everyone our age at one point or another loved Weezer but like the more albums they put out the more I realize Blue Album and Pinkerton were kind of flukes, maybe a little <laughs> bit. I mean, part of Green Album, you know, that one where they uh, sang with the Muppets, that was pretty yeah. good. But like... And they, they had good ones on almost every album. They had at least one good song, except for Ratitude. 
Uh, Hurley? I never listened to Hurley. Hurley's not great. Also, a very timely reference that they made their entire album about. <laughs> Does that one have memories on it? That uh, Yes. I like that song. Yeah, Memories is all right. It's kind of hitsy in the bittersweet nostalgia. Yeah. Like, it's actually, it's kind of sad. It is. Well, it's Weezer. Yeah. All of their songs these days are a little sad. I liked the Red Album, most of it. There's Pork. some interesting things on the Red yeah. Album, but it seemed kind of pretentious. Pork like, and Beans was good, and The Greatest Man Who Ever Lived was good. See, I like the concept of The Greatest Man Who Ever Lived, but, like, the idea of it changing every eight measures or whatever, but the execution I didn't like very much. I just thought it was like, oh, we know so many different types of music that all kind of sound similar. <laughs> Look at us. We're going to do acapella for eight measures. <laughs> Aren't we cool? Of course, I haven't listened to it for, you know, 10 years. So, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, they still put on a heck of a good uh, live show. I yeah, I actually really liked Ratitude live. It mm-hmm. was a lot of fun live. But, yeah, yeah. But boy, it's not good on the record. Not not so much. Isn't it the one that had the song with um, the rapper? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Lil Wayne? I thought it was Wheezy. Is that the same guy? I don't know. Oh, no. Wheezy Wayne. <laughs> yeah, with Wheezy Wayne. Featuring Wheezy Wayne. Yeah. Wheezy Wayne sounds like a, <laughs> a toy that Meatwad would want on Aqua Team. Yeah. To date myself even further. Oh, wow. Weezer references and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> I'm going to guess we're in the 20, the 34 to 36 age range <laughs> right in there. Hey, do you want to mention Space Ghost Coast to Coast oh, yeah. while we're at it? The good seasons? The one with Beck? You guys remember Beck? Hey, remember Beck? Beck was almost uh, Gen X. So almost. We're, we're almost a little too, almost too young for Beck. Just a hair, but... Yeah. It would have been played as like, hey, we're going back to a couple years ago yeah. on our alternative rock station. We're going to play Loser by Beck. <laughs> uh. I remember liking Green Day when I was like nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I had a Green Day album. I don't I was never that. I mean, I, I liked their couple of songs that they had on the radio, but I was never a huge, huge, huge Green Day oh, I, I, fan. I really liked Green Day when I was. I remember the the older kids in my karate class thinking I, it was cool that I liked Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> I remember people thinking I was cool in marching band because I had the Waterboy soundtrack and it had like a bunch of weird old like CCR and like <laughs> like these real deep cuts, you know, oh. tracks. I forget. I forget who, who said it, but it was like, oh, wow, you listen to this kind of stuff? It's like, yeah, I do. It's definitely not because it was the water boy. <laughs> That's a real Bobby Hill moment for you. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> also, that movie is funny. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's not, it's not a bad movie. I watched it not too long ago with my dad on Netflix, and I was like, you know what? That was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of near the end of Sandler's like thing before he kind of gave up and just started <laughs> making crap. But yeah, Waterboy was Waterboy's fine. I think I saw that in theaters. Really? Yeah. Wow. You can do it. That's the soundboard one we that's, need. Yeah, we need. Okay, that'll be. I'll add that in for next week. 
And, you know, maybe just some, some Adam Sandler noises. Yeah. You know, the ones he do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think of, of Adam Sandler noises. <laughs> God, I used, I know like so much of his old comedy albums because my older brother would listen oh, to it I all bet. the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, go. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. Waterburn baby. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I I remember watching uh, Happy Gilmore way earlier than I probably should oh, have. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, I think Happy Gilmore between that and uh, the Wedding Singer, oddly enough, I'm not usually a romantic comedy guy. Well, that's a good one. But the Wedding Singer is just odd off enough, oddball enough. It's more just more a little bit on the comedy side than the romantic side, and as and again. Really good music. I've never seen that one. And, oh, put it on the list. Yeah. Put it on the list for that podcast have, that we do every six months. I've seen a lot of, of those 90s uh, Adam Sandler movies, but not that one. Yeah. For some reason. I think yeah. last year, OCUM did the Wedding Singer musical. I think they did. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it. But... Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same here. But yeah. Oh, have you ever seen Airheads? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. I've had the candy. Oh, well, you're halfway there. It's very good. Brendan Fraser, um, Steve Buscemi, and Adam Sandler are a metal band that want to get their record played on on a radio station and decide to hijack it with squirt guns filled with hot sauce. <laughs> it's great. It's it's, it's one of those one. that they would play at two o'clock in the morning on Comedy Central, oh, yeah. like three or four times on a loop just to fill air. But like, it was like, it's great. Like scorched. Scorched, yeah. Mm -hmm. Bottle Rocket. That's one that they played a lot on Comedy yeah, Central. I've never seen that. Yeah. That one's... And, ha and Half Baked. Yeah. They played a lot of Half Baked. Bottle Rocket is... Is it the Coen Brothers? That's Coen Brothers. Yeah, okay. it's the It's the, like one of the first ones they did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Boy, we got really off topic there. We did, and I love it. That was yeah. great. We're supposed to be covering the news. News. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so where do we want to start on our news this our, afternoon, our evening, news morning? Journey. Yes, our journey into the news side of things. Let's talk about that Donkey Kong Country. Let's talk about that Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country is going to be coming to the Nintendo Switch Online, which is great. It's a Finally. good game. Yeah. Finally, it took them long enough. But, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online, uh, Super Nintendo, and NES service—they update. Once every six months. It seems like it. You know what? Is this is this release coming relatively soon to the original release date of the Nintendo Online package? Are people? Is it around the time that people are going to start re-upping for this? That will that would be September, I think, is when it started. Okay, so not quite there. Okay, all right. Well, I guess and that was my prediction for Donkey Kong Country. I was I thought they were going to kind of front load like the re-up time with a bunch of games that people would actually want to play and not like <laughs> well like the other two games that got announced with donkey kong yeah. country also uh natsume championship wrestling which i've never played and i don't know why anyone would want to. <laughs> i have no clue not not a single clue yeah. not a classic wrestling game no uh, i didn't know it existed no this one doesn't have macho man randy savage or Big Boss Man or 
Bonk the Donk the Clown? Is that his name? I think so. Donk the Clown? It's like that that there's a WWF game for like the Saturn that has like Donk Bonk the Doink the Clown? Doink the Clown. Doink the Clown. That's and it. like Undertaker and Yeah. Uh some like kind of racist Asian caricature of a person. Well, <laughs> is it the great Yokozuma? I think so. Yeah. I know an awful lot about 80s wrestling for never watching Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. Yeah. Yep. I think we played it at that barcade in Cleveland. I think, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, it was on arcade, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 At B Sides in Cleveland. Yep. Which I heard either closed down or doesn't have the arcade machines anymore. Oh, really? One of the oh, two. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I was kind of let down by that place, if I remember correctly. They yeah. just, like, it was touted to be, like, a 16-bit, but nah. it wasn't. Yeah, their games weren't on free play. It was a bro bar sucks. with a couple of arcade machines. Yeah, and the bartender gave me a hard time for not tipping enough. Yeah, but hey, that's when we went and saw the Aquabats, right? Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't that I wasn't going to tip. It just like I wasn't at the point yet. Like the right. tip was coming. I just <laughs> haven't given it to you yet. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, Donkey Kong Country. It's a classic game. I, I'm probably going to sit and play through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Might as well. It's free on there. So I wish we got uh, two. It's the better. It's the best one of the trilogy. Yeah. But, you know, maybe someday, maybe in six years, they'll put it on the service. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. In 12 years, by the time the Switch is over, in its last cycle of games, that's when they'll put Donkey Kong Country 2 on there, <laughs> yeah. you know. We forgot the NES game. Oh. The Immortal, a game so good, there's an angry video game nerd episode about it. I don't know what that is. It looked, it, was it like part fighting game or something? It, no, it has weird like button mashy turn-based battles. That's weird. It's like an old electronic arts game. I have no idea why they picked it up. It's like a wizard fighting a snake man or something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like isometric and like ruthless. It will just kill kill you out of nowhere. Really? Like in the starting room, if you don't move soon enough, they'll, a worm eats you. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. It's it's bizarre who who chose this and why. Well, I, I'm going to have to try it just to say that I've tried it. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to be playing that like, one like it's not a first party nintendo game like they had to ask somebody about the immortal like why <laughs> yeah that makes no sense <laughs> also you're gonna put a natsume game on there and it's not harvest moon right right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway that's enough complaining about nintendo nonsense that doesn't matter that's <laughs> no, okay yeah hey a little bit of complaints every now and then doesn't hurt anything let's keep talking about uh nintendo s games i know N tetris isn't a strict nintendo game but they made some tetris so made, it, yeah, it's related it's related so i guess there's going to be a live play tetris primetime game show that you play on your smartphone coming soon like hq trivia kind but Probably they probably won't mismanage it. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope oh, if not. If you read what happened to HQ, like yeah. it's bad. Oh, they, yeah, there's some. Yeah, they mismanaged the heck out of it, and it was such a good thing too. It was a good concept that they just. It's like every decision they wanted to make with that, they picked the wrong one. Yeah, and they had a great host. Scott Rogowski was was pretty funny and a good host and they treated him like garbage mm -hmm. you know so he left yeah 
And they, but, I don't think they ever recovered after they lost Scott. No, no. But uh, this Tetris thing is going to be interesting. It sounds it sounds kind of like that Tetris 99 kind of you're you're playing a bunch. You're a Tetris screen against a bunch of other people. Yeah, which I, I'm stoked for. I love Tetris. I I'm terrible at it, but I'll play. <laughs> I'll play it once or twice. Why not? I've almost won Tetris 99 before. I've really? been number two. Nice. <laughs> nice. I haven't played it in forever, but I, I really liked Tetris 99. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't break 30, but I think Jordan got up to like seven or six at one point. It's it's a sweet game. Yeah. It's, I mean, Tetris is like the best game ever <laughs> made. It's just so perfect in its design. Yeah, it's a good game. And like the game show concept is cool. I like this kind of idea, like making a game show accessible to anybody who... Like, everybody wants to be on Double Dare, but not everybody gets to be on Double Dare. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, making this, like, this game show that everybody can be a part of is such a cool concept. It's a really cool concept. Yeah. I'm really kind of look excited to see where the development of it goes and, and how it's going to work out. Microsoft sure. did it for a short time. They did that, that one versus 100. Oh, they yeah. They did a live version of that on the Xbox. I never got to play it, but it looked really cool. And yeah, that that would be pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Hey, talking about uh, iOS games. So there's been a couple of updates to Pokemon Go. We haven't talked about that in a while. I'm still playing it. Are you yeah, still, yeah, you guys still, still playing it? I'm still, you know, I pop in there every once in a while. I, I'm out of item space, and I have so many Pokeballs, I don't think I'll ever run out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when there used to be, like, a serious drought of Pokeballs? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ridiculous. But anyway, they've added some uh, some really interesting quality of life stuff here recently. They've, uh, because of the COVID uh, and uh, the quarantine and everything, they've been making a lot of changes so that it is easier for players who have decided to quarantine or self-isolate can still get as much out of the game as possible one of the things that they haven't been able they haven't implemented up until now are team rocket battles that uh, before you would have to go to physically go to a pokemon stop and spin a stop when it's available in order to initiate one of those now uh there are actually uh, hot air balloons that float over the screen every once in a while that will give you basically a randomized team rocket battle on a daily basis or a couple times a day or something like that. I love the way they announced it. They sent a fake email. I, yeah, I was just going to bring that up. They, yeah. like, like it had leaked, like you accidentally had gotten an email that was supposed to go to team rocket. And then like two minutes later, you get another email saying, I'm sorry. I think you may have received an email by mistake. Don't read that. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun way to announce. Yeah, game. you know, they're they the Pokemon uh, Niantic and the Pokemon company catch a lot of flack from players online because of some of the decisions they do. Some of it's warranted, some of it's not. There's one guy on Twitter that every time there is any kind of announcement from the Pokemon Go Twitter account, the only thing he tweets is give me a Caterpie with a cowboy hat. Put it in the game. <laughs> That's his entire Twitter account. Someday they'll do it. They got to. Eventually, yeah. I mean, I kind of want that, too. I kind of, yeah, that, that sounds now we pretty said it, cool. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, this implementation is pretty cool. And uh, along with that, they just announced today that they are going to be, for a limited time, putting in specialty um, Team Rocket battles with Jesse and James from the anime 
and a special Meowth hot air balloon. The the only characters to walk in both the anime and the games. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. That's so. That's so cool. That's how, that's how good they are. They get to live in both worlds. Yeah, they transcend yeah. <laughs> from one reality to another. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I think it's cool. I think it's kind of a neat uh, thing that they're going to be doing. Uh, if you're listening to this on uh, WZMO currently tomorrow Sunday, there's going to be a special event where uh, those balloons are going to be popping up all over the place from like 11:30 to five or something like that. So. Yeah, it's I, there if you need if you I, want. Sure, I why not? saw a Team Rocket balloon. I I clicked on it. Uh, Team Rocket leader Arlo came out. Oh, and just there's your problem. Completely leveled all of my guys. Arlo is difficult. Yeah. I have the most trouble with Arlo. He has like seven hundred combat or seven thousand combat power Pokemon, and like my three thousand guys aren't aren't, aren't cutting, cutting it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Arlo's tough. The other two aren't too bad. Sienna and Cliff, the one with the Pokeball goatee. <laughs> that guy looks so dumb looking. It doesn't help that I usually just go with the ones they automatically pick for oh, me. Because yeah. they're usually good, but mm. they gave me all like ones that didn't type match. Well. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, Arlo usually takes me a couple tries before I can before I can get him. But. Oh, speaking of iOS games, I didn't put this on the board, but they're putting out, they're doing a Crash Bandicoot one. Oh, they are. Oh, they're cool. making a Crash Bandicoot Infinite Runner, which actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, okay. I can see it. Like from the angle, the camera angle that you play Crash Bandicoot is almost, you know, the same as like a temple run. Sure, sure. So I, I think it's a good fit. Um, it's being made by King, though, the people that make Candy Crush. So... Yeah. that's not great but it's not it could, awesome it but... could still be good I, i'm i'm willing to give it a shot yeah you know i like that crash bandicoot <laughs> <laughs> but no that's cool i yeah i i'll i'll try it i, I mean i played that San, San, that sanic the hedgehog <laughs> that sanic i played that there sanic sanic runner you gotta go fast yep. yeah that's pretty good yeah, it was a good one uh Man, everybody had a runner at one point. There was a Tomb Raider one. Yeah. No Mario runner. Oh, well, Mario run. I guess Mario. I guess that is a Mario runner. <laughs> I mean, it's not a 3D one. That's but... Yeah, that's true. You got me there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario Kart kind of is. I mean, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I still play the heck out of that Mario Kart. Like, oh, I'm, really? I'm fully aware it's not great. And <laughs> yeah. it's awfully predatory. But if the... Darn it, the, the main, like, loop, the gameplay loop is is good. Oh, okay, cool. The, the core in there, there's a good game in there that's just bogged down by weird decisions. Huh. See, I've uh, I've actually been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat Mobile. It's a 3v3 um, fighting, but it's basically just tapping. Um, it's like, like that Injustice one. I kind of like the Injustice one. And I'll tell you what, I think I like it better than Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> I think I'm enjoying it way more and the they I'm deep, deep into that game and they give enough of the currency. Uh, I'll bet they spell it with a K. Sure do. Coins. <laughs> Coins. Yep. Kajems. Kajems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crystals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But uh, but no, they give out enough of the uh, the currency that. Com it doesn't feel bad. Combat coin. <laughs> <laughs> Combat time. 
Oh. <laughs> Stop trying to make that a thing, Sonya. <laughs> combat th- combat time can't be a thing. Uh, I should put that on the board, on yeah. the soundboard. Combat time! But they, when they did an animated series, that they tried to make that Sonya. Oh. Was it Sonya Blade or was it, it just was everybody? Some, no, it was, it was just, Sonya Blade. They tried to make that her catchphrase. She, every time they did anything, she would scream combat time. <laughs> and it was like, she would put on like a fake gruff voice when she'd yell it. So it was like, Combat time! <laughs> also, they made Striker a main character in that. Nobody likes Striker. Nobody likes Curtis Striker. Except for me when I was like nine. He had a cool gun. <laughs> <laughs> I do like uh, Cabal or Cable, the guy with the hook swords and the gas mask. Oh, yeah, that guy's cool. Yeah, that guy's cool. I like the cowboy they put in the new one. Oh, yeah, Aaron Black is really cool. Yeah, that guy's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't like hardly any of the character designs in Mortal Kombat, but I like the cool cowboy. <laughs> yeah. I like the weirdos. I like uh, the mobile game has uh, a ninja called named Trimmer. I don't remember that one from any of the games, but uh, apparently it's a. Uh, I thought you were going to say Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> Trevor <yes>. the ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I always liked um, Baraka. Baraka's all right. He's kind of a weird dude. He's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they retroactively made Kano Australian after the movie. Yeah. Edo, baby. <laughs> um, I always like the the forearm lady. Uh, Shiva. Shiva, yeah. She's cool. Shiva's really cool. She's in the uh, MK11. And uh, yeah, they updated her model. And uh, looks, I mean, she plays really well. Um, I, but like most of the main characters, like, oh, dumb. Yeah. Hat, sharp hat. Sharp hat, man. Well, I like in the uh, story mode and... All the characters, you know, now that fight now fighting games, they have intros where they talk to each other and it's all like pre-canned stuff. And they've given Kung Lao like a serious inferiority complex because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I am the cousin of the great savior of everybody, Liu Kang. I'm number two. <laughs> I'm Luigi. He is. He is. Kung Lao is Luigi. Samantha, who's your favorite Mortal Kombat? I don't know. I can't think. I can't think. I'm too hot. <laughs> it is hot in here. It is getting a little, a little warm in the uh, in the old studio. Who did who did you pick more often than hot? the the vampire that's in the game the GameCube one? I didn't have a GameCube. Or the it was also on PlayStation too. Nintara or Ninjara. Nintara. Nintara. Ninjala. Vampire lady with the wings. What? The one vampire lady. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. She was cool. Uh, yeah. I wish they would bring her back. I don't like Bo Rai Cho. The drunk puke fart boy? I don't like the fart man. Uh, booger man, basically? Yeah, he's basically <laughs> booger man. Ancient god booger man. <laughs> the drunk puke fart boy? Yeah, don't didn't care for him. <laughs> All right, well, hey, we have time for one more news oh, article. Oh, wow, we, so... we uh, blew way too much of our news time already. It's <laughs> fine, oh. it's loosey-goosey. Yeah. About Ready Player Two. Oh boy, oh boy! Yes, let's uh, talk the, about the this. greatest writer of our time and Columbus native Ernest Klein. Ernest Klein has decided to go back to the Ready Player One well and and grace us with a novel sequel to uh, Ready Player One, creatively titled Ready Player Two. <sighs> I'm sure he took all the constructive criticism to heart. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. I'm sure it definitely. Okay. You know what? I will give this movie a pass if all of the references he makes to pop culture are all based on sequels. Oh, no, it's it's a book. 
No, but I mean oh. like a book. Oh, in yeah. His, in his book. Because the book also had references if, if to pop book culture. If is, is meta about sequels. Yes. That, yeah, that would be the smart man's way to tackle this. Like the DeLorean's there, but it's only the DeLorean from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, what, what pop culture... Like, if he called it Ready Player 2 Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> that would win a couple points in my book. Yeah. For the book, I, I I would say. Okay, what pop culture sequels? Like, there's got to be an Empire Strikes Back thing in there, right? Yeah, the NES sequel to the Goonies, the Goonies 2. Goonies 2 with the mermaid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And a very good chiptune rendition of the Goonies are good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but this is just going to be another hack job book right oh i'm sure uh, he's the first one was not good it wasn't <laughs> no i read it and it wasn't great i i've i like have seen bits and pieces read bits and pieces of it i thought the movie was fine the movie it didn't it wasn't outwardly offensively bad it was watchable yeah was it though i thought so yeah. see i well, one, I don't like the actor they played as they, they picked as whatever ready player man, <laughs> player one, player one man um, Two, they made the Iron Giants a weapon yeah. in it. Well, he and shouldn't have even been in it. It should have been Ultraman. With. Yeah. Yeah. In the book, it was Ultraman. But uh, no, the, the whole point of Iron Giant was that the giant robot was not a gun. And here he is. With his laser eyes yeah. and rocket hands just punching everybody. Doing awesome fight moves. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just going to be more hackneyed crap. Well, yeah, what movie is they going to have to recite to find the egg? Find the egg. <laughs> find my egg. <laughs> and the, that guy that was like supposed to... Oh, what was the guy that created the Oasis's name? I don't remember, but... It was very clear in the movie Egg that they Man. wanted uh, Eggman. Yeah, <laughs> that they wanted <laughs> they wanted him to appear like he was on the autism spectrum in some way. Yeah, was, like just really ham fisted and cringy. Crin- yeah, cringy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bazinga! <laughs> uh, no, who asked for this? Who wanted this this book? Ernest Klein's checkbook. Yeah, I guess. wanted asked for this. Who's gonna buy it? If it gets onto a, someone's best reader list like it did last time, you you know, if it gets into Loot Crate like it did last time, <laughs> they sold so many copies of Ready Player One through Loot Crate. It was a Loot Crate giveaway. That's how they got so many. They could say we sold, we got rid of this many copies of this book <laughs> because they put them all in Loot Crates. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe he has evolved as a writer. I'm not. I heard Armada was bad. That was the second book. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, well, then... Well, then, yeah, no. He's... No, this is going to be more crap. It's going to be more he bad. He's from Columbus, right? I claimed that earlier. He's from Ohio. I don't now, know if he's from Columbus. Now that I think about it, yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure he's, I know like, he's from, from Columbus. I know he's from Ohio. For some reason, I thought it was, like, around Akron or something. Probably. And they just picked Columbus because it was the capital of Ohio. Soon to be Flavortown. Oh will, will that be part of will that that be part of the book yeah now it's flavor town now it's flavor town well they have to uh send like create a revision of ready player one the book yeah. ashland ohio ashland okay oh yeah right on i know where that is i've been there <laughs> ashland zone 
Ernest Klein. Ernest Christy Klein. That's his middle name. Oh, well, good to know. <laughs> Thanks, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Welcome to Flavortown. My, I need to recharge my VR crystal so I can jump into the Space Invaders zone and get my 3D Doritos so I can pilot the Gundams in Mario Kart. Everybody in Space <laughs> in space Invaders in Asteroids use that little, little pointer arrow guy as their ship. But me, I secretly have the code to the R-Wing from Star Fox 64. <laughs> Which I, I have played to completion. Every three weeks. Every three weeks, just to keep my reaction times sharp. <laughs> also, Doc Brown is there. Yeah. <laughs> that YouTuber Jenny Nicholson did a really she, good she video. She really did. About, about like a girl, Ready Player One for girls. Uh-huh. And it's like all the like girly, old girly properties like My Little Pony, my little pony and she yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty funny. Yeah, it was it was really good. So get ready for this upcoming list of pop culture phenomenon that you can buy in book form. Oh, should we buy it and read it and then talk about it on the show? Are we going to have to do that? Oh, that's a lot is, of energy. Is one of us <laughs> one of us is going to have to do it, right? That's a lot of energy to to expend on a bad bad book. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> All right, well, hey, with that, I think we have reached our time for the week. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also go find us on social medias, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, or Instagram at nerdoverloadnow. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and leave us a message about your favorite pop culture property at 586-372-372. 8020 and I just realized I forgot to check the voicemail box this week. So. Oh, well, hey, that means we'll be able to double up next week. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else uh, you can find uh, find podcasts. And finally, I would like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Could this episode be any more over? Over.